Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast series features interviews and discussions on all issues relating to quality early learning and care, with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett and I work with Early Childhood Ireland. You're most welcome to Episode 6, Creativity Rocks. In this podcast, we'll talk about how important it is that children are enabled to be creative as they explore and think about the world around them. I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague from Early Childhood Ireland, Melitza Atanaskovic. Melitza's personal philosophy in relation to her work with children is that creativity is at the heart of childhood and learning, and our role as educators is to support children as they make meaning of the world around them through inquiry and shared learning. So welcome, Melitza, to this episode. Thank you, Maura. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what does creativity mean to you? What does creativity mean to me? Well, I think I really need to quote the late Ken Robinson here, Maura, um, because I think Ken Robinson said it best um, when he defined creativity as the process of having original ideas um, that have value. And and it's different from imagination, uh, which is the ability to bring to mind things that aren't present to your senses. So he described creativity as putting your imagination to work. And that has always really resonated with me, you know, because I really believe creativity is everywhere. It's all around us. It allows us to explore and to play. And and it really does require looking and, and thinking more deeply. And also, uh, Carita Kent, um, she, she said, and this you know, always really struck me, that there's an energy in the creative process um, that belongs in the league of those energies that can really uplift and, and unify and, and harmonize all of us. So, you know, I suppose when we, we discuss and, and talk about creativity, sometimes we're only really thinking about the arts. Um, but we see it at, at all times, you know, we see it from how people play with words, with movement, with sound, with taste, with colour and patterns and, and shapes. Um, and it, it really is, as Ken says, it's about that generating of new ideas. Uh, so I suppose in relation to early learning and care, um, you know, where children process their thinking, they're really creating that new knowledge and, and those new ideas. Yeah, I think there can be a tendency uh, with young children to see creativity as something that's related just to arts and crafts. And I'm glad that you mentioned all the other areas in which creativity can uh, can play a part, even with maths and numbers and, um, you know, block areas and so on. Absolutely, more, and I hear it even a lot from adults, you know, saying, oh, you know, I'm not creative. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I see them, you know, write a tweet with this play on words and I go, that's creativity, you know, or they make this amazing meal and that's creativity or, you know, it, it, it's something that we, we at times think needs to be arts and crafts and it absolutely isn't. It's all around us and it's innate in all of us. Um, you know, and I think that's something that um, we have to remind ourselves of, that we are are all innately creative, but in different ways. And exactly what you're saying, you know, that it could be through mathematics and, and you know, a play with numbers and, yeah. Yeah. And so how, I suppose, how and why do we encourage that creativity with 
the children, the, the very young children that are in our early learning and care settings, as well as, I suppose, the older children in school age settings too. Well, you know, I, it was funny. I was actually reading something this morning and, and it struck me uh, by this guy called Peter Drucker. And, and he says that, you know, the only skill that will be important in the 21st century is the skill of learning new skills and, and everything else will become obsolete. Uh, and when we think of that, you know, I think we need to be really acutely aware of, you know, the role that creativity is going to play in that. Um, and also, I think we need to be aware of the opportunities and the time, the space that we need to give to children for original thinking and exploration. Um, and it's really important that as adults, we don't put restrictions on children, whereby we focus on outcomes and products that prevent children from, from having different ideas. So I believe that when we focus on creativity and, and on the process of creativity, we really respect children as, as independent thinkers and, and we really foster a culture of creativity in our environments. Yes, um, I'm really, sorry. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> about uh, process and, um, and product, you know, especially with children under three. Um, why... Why do you think that the process matters more than than the product? I um, even saw the curiosity approach the other day, for example, talking about uh, painting on mirrors and so on. So, yeah. you know, there isn't beyond photographs that are taken of of the activity. Um, yeah. There isn't a tangible outcome at the end. But the children have learned so much through the process of yes. that exploration of paint and glass, which is such a different medium to paper and this was children under three yeah and more you know I'm and I've written about this before but I'm, I'm really interested in the concept of, of flow and creativity uh, and this is really discussed um, by Mihai Cheekscent Mihai I hope I've pronounced that correctly um, you know and he describes this state of flow as being completely involved in, in an activity for its own sake and he says that every action and movement um, and through follows inevitably from the previous one. So, you know, he describes it as, as like playing jazz. Uh, and we really see this happening in early learning and care settings with children. You know, I find it the most beautiful state to, to really observe in children, you know, when they are truly in this in this flow state of creativity. And, you know, with babies, you know, flow can be observed in, in how they're fixated on the movement of an object, how they're drawn to light, um, you know, how they're making connections, you know, with their bodies. Uh, and, you know, when a baby concentrates uh, and is unaware of what is happening around them, they're, they're really absorbed in this flow. Um, so, you know, I think it's something that we, we also really see in older children. But as educators, we really need to be, you know, uh, questioning and problem solving and, and supporting children to engage in activities and give them the time to, to really think and imagine so they can enter into that state. Uh, and it's a funny one, I suppose, you know, as a child, my sister actually is a surface designer. And um, she I remember as a child when she would enter into that state, you know, her tongue would come out and she'd be immersed in, in you know, in, in a creative activity where it could be making, you know, making something play or it could have been drawing. But, you know, you see that with young children. And I think it's such a beautiful state to, to observe. Um, and it really is a flow of creativity where they're they're just 
totally, totally immersed in what they are doing. And, and it's so important that they have time and opportunity to do that. Yeah, time is time and the opportunity and the materials, I suppose. Having yeah. a, you know, you mentioned clay. It mightn't be something you typically see in a baby or, or toddler room. But, uh, you know, what, what other kind of materials do you think, um, along with the time and the opportunity, support that? I, yeah, so I think in some ways, I think it's around leaving resources in the same place. I think it's really important to consult with children, um, to add to areas, but to avoid setting up or packing away. You know, so I think if we keep resources in the place, but maybe add what allows children to plan ahead um, because they know the resources that, that they're going to need and, and that are going to be available to them. So they're able to revisit learning. They're able to build skills and I suppose depth of thought. Um, so ideas actually develop over time and they're repeated because of this continuous exposure to, to resources. And also, you know, we would speak a lot um, about, you know, natural and, and non-stimulating colours and light, um, low levels of sound, you know, simplifying environments, I suppose. And, and that really creates a sense of serenity. Um, so children can, I suppose, become more focused and, con and can concentrate for longer. Uh, and I think it really does allow children to find complex ways to use materials and their environment, you know, especially when they're given that opportunity to do so. Great, yeah. It it it's um those simple things, and it, it simplifies life in many ways when you're not you when you're tidying up rather than packing away. That, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, tidy up is is kind of um you know about just reorganizing the area, but not packing yeah. everything away and taking it out at a scheduled time. Um, I think children. Sorry to interrupt more. I think, you know, children really need to see what's available. You know, it's it's not um, much use having resources tucked away in a storeroom. You know, they need an array of colours and textures and, you know, no more like ourselves, you know, when, when we put something in a cupboard, you know, and we go back and go, oh my gosh, I forgot that I had this paper or these paints or, you know, we forget about them and, and children are no different. You know, we're all very aware and we're looking and, and seeing, but if you don't see things, you know, I suppose it, it limits our ability to engage in those resources that are around us. And, you know, we're coming up to Christmas now and uh, sometimes um, educators want to send something home at times like this so parents can have a, a gift from their child and it can be easy to get sucked into the kind of uh, cookie cutter type activity where, you know, everybody is bringing home a Santa that looks very similar or identical to the the, the one that the, the, uh, the, the child sitting at the table beside you has made. Have you Suggestions that educators can use to help parents recognize that a unique picture or drawing or creation uh, done by their child is more precious than that colored in picture of Santa. Yeah, you know, it's it's a funny one. I don't know more if you've ever come come across Lisa Murphy. She's the, the, the ooey gooey lady, lady um, yeah. and she speaks a lot. She speaks about captivities, you know, um, and, and the reinforcing of product. But, but she also speaks about how, you know, activities can have a place, you know, and, and these types of activities can have a place, you know, but I suppose it's about the why, you know, why are we doing it? Who is it for? You know, what is it for? And I suppose, does it speak to our values? You know, does it speak to, you know, our, 
our creative pedagogy you know is it could we be doing something more meaningful and you know like I was saying earlier children will find complex ways to use materials in their environment when given the opportunity to do so so you know I think it's really important that we need to think perhaps you know where where is the child or where are the children finding joy right now and and you know what can we then provide for children you know talk to the children talk to families what would they like to receive you know and I think it's about thinking a little bit more outside the box um you know my experience from working with families is that they really want to hear stories um, about their children or they really want to receive something that really says this came from my child so it doesn't always have to be a piece of artwork it can be a story it can be a photograph um, you know there's lots of different ways that we could share um, what's going on for, for children that doesn't need to be um, something that's you know really focused on an outcome uh, so you know I think it's more about educators thinking a little bit more um, about what we can give to families that really says this has come from your child and not something that, that um, has come more from the educators. Absolutely and I you know I think it's so important to consider our values there and that you know if we value creativity how do we express that value so I think that's a, a really good point to end. I think there's some, you know, great points to ponder and reflect on there, as well as some practical ideas. I love, you know, the ideas of and things like the, the, the stories, the photographs and so on. So uh, I'm sure everybody has taken an awful lot from what you have to say, Melissa. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. And we hope you join us the next time. Thank you.